the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. It's already Thursday. You already know my theory. Life goes by by the week. Very scary things are happening in Canada. I wrote at the very beginning of the pandemic. I'll get you the month exactly. I remember the title of my column, Dress Rehearsal for a Police State. And I was right. Once you allow people to take your rights away, it's like every act in life, every evil act, every sin, if you will, to put it theologically, the first time is quite hard. And then after that, it becomes progressively easier. My assumption is that the first time one uh, one is unfaithful to one's spouse is extremely difficult. The fifth time is extremely easy. The first time you take away people's rights for the first time in that country's history, basic rights of assembly, of speech, of uh, religious liberty, uh, there, there's a slight hesitation, although on, on the part of the left I'm not even sure that that's true. And then it becomes progressively easier. And so it was, as I said, a dress rehearsal for a police state. Canada is now a police state. I'm going to read to you. This is not from a right-wing source, moreover. This is from the CBC, a left-wing source, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. The headline... Banks are moving to freeze accounts linked to convoy protests. Did you hear that? Banks. Here's what you need to know. Emergency Act directs financial institutions to cut ties with some people. The government of Canada is telling banks to cut ties with some people. Tucker Carlson made the point that the media and the State Department are utterly contemptuous of Viktor Orban, the Prime Minister of Hungary. But they claim that he's authoritarian. But neither the State Department nor especially the American media give a damn about authoritarianism. If it's on the left, they, they really like it. From Castro to Trudeau. Imagine that, directing banks to freezing assets, to not allowing people to utilize banks in their private lives because they opposed the mandate that you either 
get a vaccine or you lose your job, your ability to feed your family as a trucker. That's what this is all about, remember. Canada is not a free country. The word democracy is not understood by, by most people. It's very sad. Canada is a democracy. People voted to have a tyrant in power. Democracy and freedom ain't the same, folks. Democracy only means that leaders are elected by majority vote. But if you elect a despicable human being, then that's a democracy. But you end up with a despicable country. The issue is not whether a country is a democracy as much as it is, is a country a free country? It is theoretically possible, I don't advocate this, obviously, but it's theoretically possible to have a king and a freer country than a democracy and an unfree country. Because people don't give a crap about freedom. That's the amazing thing. Only conservatives care about freedom. This is one of the instances where I would lump liberals with the left because they vote for the people who deprive people of freedom. Liberals do. In Canada and the United States. It is astonishing that this is not worldwide news, what is happening in Canada. It is astonishing. Using powers under the granted under the Emergencies Act, the federal government has directed banks and other financial institutions to stop doing business with people associated with the anti-vaccine mandate convoy occupying the nation's capital. Wow. Can you imagine if Donald Trump had done that with people who were affiliated? Banks, you cannot do anything with people affiliated with the people that are taking over the downtown areas of major cities. Can you imagine? Would have been his third impeachment? According to the regulations published late Tuesday, financial institutions are required to monitor and halt all transactions that funnel money to demonstrators, a measure designed to cut off funding to a well-financed protest. Remember, this is CBC, which hates the protest, that has taken over large swaths of Ottawa's downtown core. Wow. Guy, guy wants to make a living and not be fired because uh, he hasn't taken a vaccine. For all we know, the guy has natural immunity, which is superior, and uh, now cannot uh, engage in financial transactions. And needless to say, the banks go, fine. The collusion of, of big uh, corporations and big government is known as fascism. The government's new directive called the Emergency Economic Measures Order. Wow, I mean, that's truly fascist language. Or communist language. They're morally indistinguishable. Goes beyond asking banks to simply stop transferring funds to protest organizers. Get that? The government wants banks to stop doing business with some people altogether. Hmm. 
The order says that banks and other financial entities like credit unions, co-ops, loan companies, trusts, and cryptocurrency platforms must stop, quote, providing any financial or related services, unquote, to people associated with the protests. A move that will result in frozen accounts, stranded money, and canceled credit cards for demonstrating. Uh, it's, uh, this is next door, folks. As I said, nothing like this has happened in Hungary. And yet, uh, I went to Hungary. With, uh, Tucker Carlson and I were the two American lecturers at that conference, or gave the two major speeches in any event. And uh, widely excoriated for supporting an authoritarian. Would you say that if somebody went to Canada? Oh, press? Oh, journalists? The Emergencies Act gives authorities the power to freeze the finances of those connected to blockades and protests, and the consequences could last long after the demonstrations end. Did you hear that? Well, I I might add, talking about democracy, Justin Trudeau got about one out of three votes. But in the parliamentary system, that's fine. You just join with others who have similarly left-wing views, like the Green parties or whatever party might be on the left, and you can make a government. It's it's interesting that, uh, again... Wouldn't you think the people who are so angry about the fact that Hillary Clinton got more votes than Donald Trump, but they would be very angry that Justin Trudeau could not get more than a third of the votes, but he's he is the uh, tyrannical prime minister of Canada? doesn't bother them in the least. The government is also ordering insurance companies to suspend policies on vehicles that are part of an unlawful, quote, public assembly. These financial institutions can't handle cash, issue a loan, extend a mortgage, or more generally facilitate, quote, any transaction of a designated person, unquote, while the Emergencies Act is in place. But the previous sentence, if you recall, was consequences could last long after the demonstrations end. Banks are also required to, quote, disclose without delay the existence of property in their possession or control or, quote, any information about a transaction or proposed transaction. Folks, have you noticed home prices are skyrocketing right now? For current homeowners, that means your home has more equity. With today's high cost of living, your monthly debts are higher and your ability to save money is tougher than ever before. That's why you should contact Andrew and Todd at Sierra Pacific Mortgage now to review your cash out refinance options. 
If you have credit card debt, home improvement projects, or just need more savings, this may be your last chance to take advantage of today's low interest rates. Andrew and Todd can help you get cash out while rates are at historical lows. Go to andrewandtodd.com, fill out their simple form for a quick mortgage checkup, or call 888 1172. Andrew and Todd at Sierra Pacific Mortgage can help you get back to financial security. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-1172-888-888-1172. I'm Dennis Prager and I am reading to you what is happening in Canada. It is now a tyranny a democratic tyranny. Yeah, that's right. They haven't taken away the vote. This country, the United States of America, is the republic for which it stands. This country is not a democracy. The founders were so brilliant. I've never, I don't think in history, so many brilliant, wise, terrific human beings gathered at one time in one place as the founders of the United States did. They wanted a republic, not a democracy. They trusted the majority as much as you trust a magician. You know you're being fooled, but you don't know how. In that sense, of course, I I love magic, just for the record, but they don't claim otherwise. The left claims otherwise. Watch our magic. But it's not magic. It's real. Canada is an unfree country. Way, way, way less free than Hungary. So much for all of these groups. I'd like to see Freedom Houses, which used to be so terrific. I'd like to see their measure where they put Canada now. I'm going to look into that during a break. This is is very frightening. Banks are required to disclose without delay the, quote, the existence of property in their possession or control or any information about a transaction or proposed transaction related to a designated person to the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, RCMP, and the Canadian Security Intelligence Service. The regulation, the regulation's definition of a designated person also includes people who, quote, provide property to facilitate or participate in any assembly. <laughs> this is fascist. If this isn't fascist, the word should never be used. Canada is an unfree country. Don't visit. Don't go there. If you would boycott South Africa, boycott Canada now. If you would boycott any tyranny, boycott Canada now. I can't believe I'm saying it. I mean, it used to be a joke. Remember, blame Canada? Who has ill will to Canada? I've spoken in nine of their ten provinces. All I've had is goodwill to Canada. Justin Trudeau is a pig. Listen to this. Listen to this Jewish member of the Canadian Parliament getting up in Parliament 
and speaking after Trudeau said that anyone who supported the demonstrations was aligned with the Nazis. That's scum. I am a strong Jewish woman and a member of this house and a descendant of Holocaust survivors, and I have never made to, I've, it's never been singled out, and I have never been made to feel less, except for today when the Prime Minister accused me of standing with swastikas. I think he owes me an apology. I'd like an apology, and I think he owes an apology to all members of this house. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Sure. She's a- Jewish Nazi. Nazi, 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 Nazi. That's all they know how to say on the left. Who's closer to the Nazis in terms of uh, deprivation of human rights? The American left or the American right? The Canadian left or the Canadian right? Canada is now a tyranny. Get it? It's not, an, it's not an insult. It's a description. If Fidel Castro took over Canada, this is what it would begin to look like. You can't have financial records if you are in a demonstration against Trudeau. Do you get it? I'm reading to you. This is the CBC. Their complete equivalent of CNN. The regulation's definition of a designated person also includes people who provide property to facilitate or participate in any assembly, whatever the hell that means. In other words, under these regulations, anyone sending funds to support these protests could be facing a shaky financial future. If you sent money to the truckers, you you are uh, skating on thin ice. Financially, we will break you. Canada is not a free country. It's hard to believe. But it's only hard to believe if you don't understand the pedigree of Trudeau. Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau, the last Canadian prime minister and the only other one to use these uh, these acts of of suppression during peacetime. The existence of emergency measures, so long as there is a left-wing possibility of leadership in your country, means they will use it. That's it. Simple as that. Just like in the United States of America, but we haven't gotten this far yet, because we have a more robust opposition in this country. That's the, that's the reason. We will crush you. The government will crush your financial, li- li- your livelihood, your ability to access your own money if you oppose this government. And they talk about Hungary the phonies at the Washington Post, the moral phonies at the New York Times, and the rest. The Dennis Prager Show. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. 
Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99. For a limited time, with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager or MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. All right, everybody, going to take a complete break to go into history. I have, over the course of my broadcast career, presented to you biographers of presidents of the United States. It is the best, I think the easiest way to learn history is through biography. Having a book of history no matter how well written, and some are terrific, obviously, that are not biographies, it means that you encounter so many figures, uh, it's difficult to maintain your uh, focus when you are reading such books. But if you read a biography, you get the big picture through the life of that individual. A president that very few Americans know anything about, 20th century no less, is Warren Harding. And uh, there is a wonderful, basically concise biography called The Jazz Age President Defending Warren G. Harding, who needs a defense. We'll, ex- we'll hear why in a moment from the author. The book is up at DennisPrager.com. Oh, yes, let me show it. I sometimes forget I'm also on video. There it is. Here's the book. Ryan Walters uh, is the author. And Amity Schles, whom I've had on for her biography of Calvin Coolidge, says, Presidents are ranked wrong. God, is that true? In The Jazz Age President Defending Warren G. Harding, Ryan Walters mounts a case that Harding deserves to move up and supplies the evidence to make that case strong. He is also a uh, professor. He teaches history at Collin College in North Texas. And so, Ryan Walters, welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. Thank you, Dennis. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Are you now in Texas? I am in, I'm in North Texas. I live in Fort Worth. You know, I thought Austin is North Texas. I thought uh, Fort Worth yeah. is more East Texas. Well, north, north, east, kind of north. All right. I was just curious if I had my Texas right. So what prompted you to write a defense of Warren Harding? And before you answer that, actually, tell people what years he was president. He was president from 1921 to 1923. He died in office in August of 1923. Uh, served 881 days in office. Was that the second shortest uh, after William Henry Harrison? It's one of the shortest, yeah. Um, he died. Uh, he served a little. He served about 150 days, um, uh, fewer than JFK. 
Oh, that's interesting. JFK was it was uh, also in there. That's right. So Warren Harding is elected again. What year? Nineteen. It was in nineteen twenty when he was elected. So uh, this is right after World War One. Right. He came in after Wilson. After Wilson's uh, progressive crusade, not only at home but in World War One, um, and ran his campaign on a return to normalcy, which is what the country wanted and what the country needed. The economy was in bad shape. We were in bad shape in foreign policy. Um, domestic tranquility wasn't good. Um, and he came in and turned it around. That's what the book's about. It's about the fact that he's a much better president than he's given credit. Well, if anybody knows anything, they know about scandal in his administration. So tell us about that. Yeah, he had three scandals in his administration, uh, unfortunately. That's less uh, than other presidents like Grant. And what I try to show in the book is that Harding was doing something about these scandals when they struck. Uh, there was one in the Veterans Bureau. There was one in the Justice Department. Um, people there were fired. They went to jail. And, of course, the big one everybody knows about is Teapot Dome. And as one scholar said, Teapot Dome was rather rinky-dink uh, compared to uh, scandals that we've seen since then, including the one that looks like it's brewing right now. Um and it just and it just it, it concerned uh, oil reserves that the Navy Department had that the Secretary of the Interior had transferred to his department. And leased he he leased them to private oil men to and and it was just a good old fashioned bribery case. And Harding found out about that just before he died, and that that scandal broke after he died. And so I think it's a little unfair to criticize him for Teapot Dome because he didn't have a chance to do anything about it. And and he was making plans to take care of it. Of course, Harding is he's responsible for who he um, appoints to office. There's no question about that. But at least he was doing something about it. He wasn't covering it up. Well, to his credit, he picked Calvin Coolidge as his running mate. All right. Back in a moment here. And we're talking about the book. It's up at DennisPrager.com. A brief biography. You should... We should all know about each president, whether we like them or not. But uh, this is an important book about uh, Warren Harding. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Taking a break to learn some history. How many of you know anything about Warren Harding or even know the name? He was the president after the first left-wing disaster in American presidential history, Woodrow Wilson. Called himself a progressive, and you know what he was prior to the presidency? You'll be shocked. 
a professor and then president at Princeton. The rot in the university goes back at least a century. I've talked to you about this and explained that to get a PhD in the late 19th century, you generally had to go to Europe. People were influenced by the German socialists in their universities, came back and began the ruination of American education, leading to the presidency of Woodrow Wilson. So I'm speaking with Ryan Walters, who teaches history at, uh, let me get the name of the college correct, Collin College in Texas. So Ryan Walters' book is The Jazz Age President Defending Warren Harding. Who did Harding run against? He ran against James Cox. Cox was the sitting governor of Ohio. It's kind of an interesting election because both men were journalists. They owned newspapers, and both of them were Ohio politicians. Harding was a U.S. senator from Ohio. Cox was uh, the governor. And Cox's running mate was FDR, the young Franklin Roosevelt before polio's. Oh, is that interesting? I did not know that. So, and wait, you Harding, said, so you had two Ohioans running against one another for the presidency? Yeah, Battle of Ohio. Did it ever happen before, that uh, same state? Uh, not to my knowledge. Um, and, and, of course, they're the only two journalists that have ever run for president. Of course, they ran against each other. Um, Cox was running a campaign based on Wilsonian progressivism. Harding running a campaign on America First conservatism. And Harding won more than 60% of the vote. Yes, I would think so. So it shows it shows people how far back the left-wing roots of the Democratic Party run. Yeah, you can actually, and of course in my courses, I, I try to teach the real history, you can actually trace it back to uh, William Jennings Bryan. That's when it really started. And of course the first real president we had as a progressive was Wilson, and he was a complete disaster. Uh, but yet in the latest rankings, Wilson's in the top ten and, and Harding's in the bottom ten. Well, of course. The who's ranking them? <laughs> Left-wing so, professors. That's who's writing the history books, and that's why I wrote this book. I said somebody needs to tell the other side. That's of the right. That is exactly right. That's why I'm having you on, and that's why I think historians that that buck the trend of left-wing conformity uh, are so important. I, I think that Harding is is loathed by the left, not because of Teapot Dome but because of his views. He, he and he and Trump are, are very close. Um, Robert Spencer, in the blurb on the back of the book, said he was Trump before Trump, and that's true. He had a, he had a, a very conservative philosophy on economics like Coolidge. He had an America first foreign policy, America first trade policy, and he was going against the progressive tide that we'd seen for at least the previous 20 years. Um, so that's exactly why. You get, you get, these progressive liberal uh, professors that love Wilson, they love FDR, um, so they hate Harding. That's right. It's, a, it's as simple as that. And they hate Coolidge. Oh, they hate Coolidge. Yeah, Coolidge used to be ranked uh, in the bottom ten as well. He's come up a few spots. <laughs> Harding has, but, but not very many. I mean, Amity Schley has done a great job with Coolidge. I'm trying to do the same thing with Harding. Well, so tell us something that – what what – I know why I love Coolidge. Coolidge thought that government should get out of people's lives, which is exactly what the founders of this country thought. 
What 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 is great or good about Harding? Well, Harding had the exact same philosophy, and what I try to show is that Harding is the one that started uh, the boom of the Roaring Twenties. Um, he's the one that brought in Andrew Mellon, and and of course Coolidge was there. And before Coolidge, vice presidents didn't really do very much; they were kind of shunned. Harding actually started the modern trend of bringing the vice president into the uh, cabinet meetings and having them be part of the government. So Coolidge helped Harding formulate his cabinet and, and pick people to run the government. So Coolidge gets credit as well, but Harding's the one that started the boom of the 1920s. And, and, and Coolidge took the baton and carried on after Harding died in 1923. It's very, it's very interesting that the people of the freest, most affluent country in the history of the world would vote for progressives did you ever ruminate on why that might be? Why did why did people find Wilson, and and why do people find leftism in America? I understand around the world, but wouldn't Americans in their DNA recoil? Yeah, you would think so. Uh, we had about a twenty-year progressive um, trend that really started with Theodore Roosevelt, Taft, and then of course Wilson really. Put it on well, the, uh, those, those are those two were Republicans. Yeah, and progressive Republicans. Uh, they were certainly different than Harding. There's no question about that. That's this is when you start to see a little bit of a shift in the parties. Um, before before uh, Wilson and before William Jennings Bryan, the Democratic Party was much more conservative. But that progressive bug had, had really bit both parties. Uh, I argue in other books that it came out of the. the Panic of 1893, that's when people began to see that the government should do more to support their life, support their everyday life. But look at what happened in 1920. I think it was too much for the American people. I think that's why Harding got over 60 percent of the vote. I think people had had, had it up to here with progressivism. Um, what, not, yeah, well, you know what, Professor, that's exactly what keeps happening. They've had it up to here with the school boards right. ruining children. And then they'll vote for progressives after the conservatives fix it up. Listen, thank you for the work you're doing. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted to meet you. The Jazz Age president defending Warren G. Harding, a great way to learn American history and a way to actually undo the damage of the left-wing historian. Ryan Walters, thank you. Thank you so much, Dennis. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here with you. That was fascinating. You can't, you can't know anything if you don't know history. It's the most important subject. Uh, it was one of my two majors. Middle Eastern Studies was the other. And then in, in graduate school, Communist Affairs. That was, the, that was the title of my course specialization. Uh, my work toward the master's degree which I didn't get because I gave it orally and I didn't write it. I decided to write a book instead. The book is still published. It's in most widely used English introduction to Judaism. I thought that the world needed that more than it needed another thesis about Lenin. <laughs> and it worked out well, I got to say. But history, that's the thing you need to know. You know, far back the... Enticements of leftism are 
I didn't know about William Taft till the till my guest spoke about that. Teddy Roosevelt, of course, I was aware of, and then Wilson. And the reason, the reason is, people prefer to be taken care of than to be free. That's it. That that's that's the Mephistophelian trade-off. Mephistopheles is the devil in. Dr. Faustus, and there's a deal that people make with the left, which is diabolical, and they say, like the serpent in the Garden of Eden, very enticing and very persuasive, oh, you just give me your soul and we'll give you free medical care, free college, free high school, free elementary school, free lunches, basic income. All we want is your soul. People give up their souls like that. Ah, I snapped my finger and it worked. The appeal of leftism is primal in the human species. It has nothing to do with quote-unquote politics. It's primal. We'll take care of you. Just shut up. And it works. The American experiment was the antithesis. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. and Take care of your community. The government is not here to take care of you. It's to protect your, ready, liberty. That's the dream. We're trying to keep it alive here. I'm Dennis Prager. The Dennis Prager Show, live from the Relief Factor pain-free studio. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 